Hello and welcome to Profiles in Risk. This is your host, Tony Cañas. And today I have with me Tomer Kashi, co-founder and CEO at Boom Insurance. Uh, Tomer, how's it going today? Thank you for joining me. Amazing. Thank you for having me. It's a great uh, pleasure to be here. Awesome. And, and I see daytime behind you. So, so are you uh, currently in California? No, I'm, I'm in Tel Aviv at the moment. Oh, okay. It's uh, end of the day for you. Like uh, you, you could call it end of the day. I have uh, many more meetings later on today. <laughs> <laughs> so we're recording at 11 a.m. Eastern time. So it has to be evening or like, like late afternoon for you. Yeah, for us, it's like uh, 6 p.m. Uh, okay. The evening, yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so so uh, we always give the guests to give the elevator pitch. Uh, what, what, what is Boom? Okay, sure. So uh, maybe, you know, first of all about myself, I, I'm, I'm Tomer. I'm the co-founder and CEO of Boom. I'm a tech geek, you know, computer scientist and physicist that somehow became an insurance nerd. Uh, and Boom is an insurtech MGA creating usage-based insurance products for underserved segments within the mobility world. More specifically for each and every market, we usually take one or more sources of data that other insurers are basically blind to. And we utilize this additional data sources in order to provide you know, better and fairer insurance solutions for the, for the end customers. Um, so, you know, if I want to maybe elaborate on it more and talk about mobility in general. So I think that the mobility industry is changing rapidly across, you know, many different uh, pillars. One, you have new platforms such as, um, you know, e-mobility and drones. Uh, secondly, you have new types of utilization such as uh, rideshare, car share, de deliveries. And, and third, you have increased connectivity. Uh, that allows for better underwriting, allows for embedded insurance. And, you know, all of these shifts are creating uh, needs and opportunities to create insurance products uh, with, you know, potentially huge value. And the problem is that for insurance companies, one, it's very hard to innovate in general, but maybe like product innovation to create an insurance product for a, for a specific segment, that's probably like the toughest of problems because it's very interdisciplinary. You need the, you know, the risk and the actuaries. You need the IT people that have sometimes, you know, systems written in Cobble in the 80s with tons of spaghetti code. You have um, a lot of channel conflicts. You have, you know, it's, it's really complex to create a new product. And I do think, I do uh, respect uh, incumbent insurance companies. I do think that they have the ability to create the best of breed product for car insurance or for home insurance or for any other, I would call it like mainstream market. However, there are many, I would call it niches, but this could be, you know, billions of dollars of niches that are basically underserved from an insurance perspective. Uh, and what's most important is that the, the customer is left behind. And they can, you know, just maybe give you some 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 examples of, of products that we have created. Uh, so, the first product the the company has, has created is a product for the commercial drone industry. So, a very you know unique niche that obviously um, you know is very you know very specific. 
it's you know an emerging market, complete new risk, no history, and um, you know there was a need for a, basically a tech company to create both the risk model and and, and distribution model around this market, and we've created um, pretty you know pretty comprehensive product, both an on-demand hourly policy and the monthly policy and the annual policy, and today it became the leading uh, commercial drone insurance solution in North America. Uh, we do it, by the way, under another brand called uh, called Skywatch. Um, and we recently expanded this Skywatch brand into other um, niches within the aviation world. We have a product for, for light aviation, for small planes. It is also very uh, successful. Um, and under the VOOM umbrella, we also create other products for things with uh, with wheels, uh, and also I think that they share a lot of similarities to the things we do in aviation, things that are relatively high risk and episodic uh, in usage. So, a product that we're very proud of that is I think six months in the market now is a product that we created for the motorcycle world, um, and you know that's. I think both very unique and also uh, gives a good example to, to to what we do differently in in this market. So, you know, motorcycle insurance is not new. There are uh, dozens of insurance companies providing motorcycle insurance, and also you won't be surprised to know that when someone is riding more, there is more exposure, so there is more more risk for an accident. Uh, and Again, you won't be surprised to know that 70% of the riders are riding less than average, right? The median is, is, is higher than the, than the average. And, and yet, this today, these 70% of the riders are overpaying for the 30% that are, you know, very lucky to have time to ride a lot. Uh, so, Voom has created the first paper mining insurance for the motorcycle industry. And again, while the paper mile concept is, you know, validated from an actual level uh, in, in cars, no one has ever created it before for, for motorcycles. Uh, so we already talked about, you know, three products in the market, drones, aviation, motorcycles. There are several other products in the making. Uh, and all of them are built on the same, I would say, like tech stack that we've created here internally. Uh, three things that in my mind were doing quite well. One is risk analytics, the ability to take telematics data, API data, and provide some kind of a risk score for the usage of the vehicle. Two, we've created our own born in the cloud policy admin system that allows us to take this uh, risk score and really provide um, a flexible policy, either on demand or based on mileage or, or any kind of other um, um, you know, flexibility in the policy. And three, distribution, you know, we're licensed in all 50 states as, as, as an agency. Uh, we have just a tech stack that allows us for, for, you know, for flexible distribution, either directly or via brokers or via APIs, what, you know, today commonly used as, as embedded insurance. And this allows us, you know, to create a new product instead of in three years in a matter of months and really to serve for these underserved uh, uh, um, verticals and to provide better and better solutions for, for our customers. Okay, that, that, was, that was quite a lot. Uh, okay, so, so the, the, the drone product, the, the, the first product, so, so 
So basically, you 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 took a, a look at the, at the U.S. insurance, and you're like, okay, so drones are becoming a, a big thing, uh, and and nobody's providing commercial drone, uh, mm-hmm. but there's no data, right? Like you you mentioned that there was a lack of data. So so how how did you go about creating these products in, in, in an area that where we didn't have, we didn't have a lot of data for the actuaries to, to, uh, to, to play with. Yeah. Okay. So actually like th- this product was really, really interesting because drones traditionally are underwritten under aviation. So it's an aviation policy. So the same people that have insured um, jet planes or satellites needed to insure this, you know, $1,000, uh, drones that are, you know, that are only like a few pounds uh, of, of weight. And, you know, when you looked at these, you know, applications for this, you know, insurance, you saw really weird questions such as, you know, what's the engine type of this drone, although, you know, everything is electric, or what's the um, experience of the operator, although everybody was, completely new to the market. So the, the experience is usually like a few months. Um, and, you know, you know, frankly, we were at the same boat with everyone. Like all, almost no one knew anything about the nature of the risk. Uh, we, to begin with, um, managed to um, co- just collect data on hundreds of thousands of flights in order to assess the frequency of, of loss. We didn't know anything about the severity and created an, an initial model. And then over time with the telematics, we found, um, you know, we've improved our model. Um, we also started with a very, you know, specific product, only on-demand hourly policy for, I would say like the gig economy. And eventually we created products, you know, for, for bigger fleets, we have today everyone from, um, you know, a wedding photographer that needs to show a certificate of insurance to the, to the venue, to uh, drone light shows and drone delivery companies, and, um, you know, many others. Um, yeah. So, so, so you, you collect data, you have an, an idea of, of, of that, you know, the, the, the potential losses. How did how did it go? Um, getting get, getting paper, getting reinsurance backing, and, and getting support for, 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 from the uh, from the Department of Insurance to be able to to launch a new product. Yeah, so we were we were lucky enough to partner with um, you know basically a carrier that you know they had a drone um, product filed. So they, they already had something in the market and together with them, we have created a program. I think that for this kind of solution, it was a better um, solution from a go-to-market perspective, just a faster go-to-market than you know, creating a reinsurance panel and the front company and just to start a, a, a product from scratch. Um, so we tended to do what we are really good at as a tech company to create a model to provide the policy admin system to go to market and relied on valued partners to do the uh, filing claims and to bear the risk. Okay. So, so the, 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 uh, the drone program got off the ground. Um, mm-hmm. So, so um, 
why why motorcycle next? And the reason I ask is, is because um, drone there just was not uh, a, a lot of offering motorcycle. There's a ton of offering, right? Like like Geico does motorcycle, Progressive does motorcycle, a lot, a lot of other carriers do the motorcycle. So there's not a, a lack of of availability of motorcycle insurance. So mm -hmm. so so why why motorcycle next? Yeah, okay. Yeah. Just one anecdote, you would be surprised how many competitors are there in the commercial drone space, uh, especially given the, the size of the market. Okay. Uh, we are the leader there, but uh, in my, at least, you know, according to Google and other sources, but uh, not due to lack of competition. But now to, to, to model cycles, I, I would start with why mobility, okay? And I think that the mobility ecosystem in general has two merits that are really interesting for us. One, it's changing rapidly. There are a lot of you know things that are happening, as I said, new platforms, new types of utilization, uh, and, and more connectivity. And two, specifically, the connectivity. So there are today more sources of data that could be utilized in order to underwrite uh, risks more effectively things that are, you know, I would say like harder uh, and I would say, let's say small business insurance in which things are not connected from the get-go. Uh, now with that, I think that something that is really relevant for UBI is products that are high risk and episodic usage in nature. And I think that model cycles, just like commercial drones and night planes are a prime example for that. It's not used a lot, but when it is, it's quite risky. And hence, when you are able to analyze the actual usage type and, um, and the risk and the profile and so on and so forth, you can really provide you know, meaningfully better segmentation of the risk and at least for a certain, certain portion of the population, a product is much better than, than everybody else. So while everybody, and there are a lot of companies are investing a lot of marketing dollars mm -hmm. into motorcycle insurance, uh, the way that we, we are looking at it is that they are competing on the color of the logo and the look and feel, uh, and maybe how easy it is to buy insurance. That's like, Ensure the 2.0, the customer engagement, how easy it is to consume insurance. And we're looking at, at it from a more fundamental perspective. We're changing the insurance product itself. Uh, and not only the how easy it is to buy, but also the, the risk model, uh, what we call internally Ensure the 2.0. Okay. Um... It, it's surprising that 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 nobody had a bite the mile product, give, given that that we've had it in auto for for a while. Um, so so um, so you come up with with a bite the mile product for, for for motorcycle. How how do you how do you track the mileage? Are are, are you asking the the customer to to give you access to, to you know tracking on their phone or or is is there a a device like there is for cars a telematics device that you can just connect to your motorcycle or how does it work? Yeah, so that's that's a really interesting, um, you know, questions that you know we had internally. How to collect the mileage in a way that is, you know, one with minimal hassle for the for the rider, 
to make sense from a unit economics perspective. And obviously you're familiar with, you know, many ways to track uh, mileage from hardware to, to, to others. We decided the, the, the best way to capture mileage in this kind of product is by uh, a picture of the odometer. So once a month, uh, a customer is getting a text message asking to take a picture of the odometer. And according to the change in mileage, we know exactly how many miles they have ridden. Um, now, I think that this um, kind of solution is, is especially relevant for motorcycles because of two things. One, there is no hardware involved, so there is no upfront acquisition cost that is you know, associated with the hardware. Uh, and two, specifically in motorcycles, a lot of riders are um, you know, deterred from being trapped. However, all of them are thinking that they are riding less than average. Uh, so they are, in, they are not deterred from sharing their mileage in order to save money. And that's, uh, that's you know, what's most relevant for, uh, for motorcycles. I, I do believe that over time, motorcycles like any other uh, um, vehicles will just you know, become connected from the get-go. Uh, so you know, we see it as a temporary solution anyway, uh, but that's the way it works, uh, it works now. It, it, it is very interesting because you're, you're, you're a tech company, right? And as, as a tech company, uh, I very often run into insurtechs who, who suffer from this problem where because we have the technology, we want to use it, right? So, so, so I like the way, the way that you analyzed that, that, that the question, how, how do we get the mileage uh, for, for, for motorcycle and, and, and realize that, yeah, even though we're a tech company and we, we can design something for, uh, to, to, you know, an app or, or, or something to, to, uh, to track this in, in, in the way that would feel most natural to us as tech people, uh, the, the personality of, of, of a lot of motorcycle uh, riders and the, um, the, the way that they, that they use their the, the motorcycle is, is, is such that, that a simpler solution, like taking a picture of the, of the odometer, uh, makes, makes more sense. Yeah, I agree. Let, let me give you an anecdote of and, and I think that, you know, just because we came from the technology world, now we're like brave enough to say how technology could really sell, serve the product and not the other way around. Um, but, you know, let me give you an anecdote again from the commercial drone world. So in commercial drones, we take telematics data from the drone, the height, the speed, the battery level, communication link, um, you know, how you, how you close to trees, are you flying over people, like tons of, you know, potentially relevant data. And now that we have, you know, you know, that we have tens of thousands of customers, hundreds of claims, we found out, you know, things that we didn't even think about that are super crucial for the, for the risk. So for example, the, the email that you are um, registered from uh, to, the, to our service is actually a really, you know, a very predictable factor to how much you're gonna uh, have a claim later on. So that's, you know, that's a, that's a story about over-design, you know, what you, the difference between, you know, what you think uh, at the get-go when you create something or create a risk model and, you know, what, what actually happens. And that's, 
basically a lesson for us, uh, you know, to start simple, to be agile, and to change things along the way. And if, you know, specifically mileage in motorcycles, you know, it has 500% influence on risk. Okay, so the highest mileage tiers is, is more than 5x more risky than the lowest mileage tier. Uh, so that's, you know, one source of data, in, you know, in addition to 40 others that are already taken account, into account by all the other carriers that is already, you know, a crucial factor. But maybe there are others, you know, and maybe in the future we'll add other sources of data, uh, but it's okay to do it on a step-by-step -step basis. Okay. How, 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 how are they distributed? So is it is it only direct to consumer or or do you, do you go through 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 the brokers also or how how is the product distributed? Yeah, so we we see ourselves as the as a product company and not necessarily as as a marketing company. However, we do understand that you know marketing and go to market is a crucial factor and in bringing you know, the value to the customers. And our strategy is basically an omni-channel distribution uh, um, strategy, meaning a combination of direct-to-consumer and uh, brokers and embedded insurance. Specifically speaking, I think that since we go after niche, after niches, um, we, it's easier for us to, to distribute such a product. So the value of referral programs and the value of, you know, customers are just happy with the service and have, you know, fellow riders uh, that they could, you know, um, recommend them our product is, is much higher than in products that are not community-based, okay? So this helps us with the direct-to-consumer. You know, we call this, uh, um, really happy customers that uh, uh, that influence others to join us, the super spreaders uh, as an equivalent to, you know, mm -hmm. to COVID. Uh, and, and, and we do see, you know, thankfully to, to our service and to the product and to these people, you know, several super spreaders that already help us. Secondly, yeah, we, we, we have a strategy around, uh, around agents. Uh, we have already agents, that, you know, that work with us and and uh, and 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 are able to provide the the Voom product to their customers. Uh, we are always open to to speak with more agents that are you know specialized in in motorcycles, and um, you know, obviously they can reach out to me uh, after this uh, episode. Okay, uh, so is. Do you have to, as an agent or a broker, do you have to have a certain size of a certain number of motorcycles that that, that you that you write, or uh, if if I've got a couple of motorcycles in in, in my book, uh, Boom would be happy to work with me. Yeah, so you know we're flexible on that. We don't have strict you know minimums. Uh, on the other hand, you know it's a new platform that you need to know how to use. So if you see that you have, you know, one or two motorcycle risks that you want to ride a year, then, you know, probably want uh, uh, worth our time or the bulk of time to, to learn this new uh, system. Okay. Uh, but, but for brokers that do a lot of motorcycle, it, 
it's Definitely. a great new uh, offering for, you know, for the. I'll tell you, you know, from our conversations with uh, with brokers. Okay, so you know, each and every time the customers are calling them, even about their existing motorcycle policy, and just you know, um, complaining that the rates uh, went higher, and now with inflation, you know, it's it's very apparent. And now basically, it's a tool in their toolbox saying, okay, it went higher, maybe you want to go for paper mine. And they have something. Uh, and, you know, otherwise, sometimes they just lose, lose the customer. Uh, they go somewhere else, they are searching online, they're uh, canceling the policy whatsoever. Uh, and that's basically a tool for them to, you know, to keep the customer and enjoy the other things. Usually, you know, these customers are, are, are buying other kinds of insurance. Mm -hmm. You know, it's surprisingly... It's surprising that one out of five households in the U.S. holds at least one power sports vehicle, either a motorcycle or an ATV or UTV. So while the um, market segment is very specific, it, it really touches a lot of families in the, in the U.S. Make, makes sense, yeah. And, and, and families that... that that have uh, multiple insurance needs so so they're, they're they're a great fit for 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 agents yeah uh, so Tomer, uh, thank you so much for, for for your time today i'll i'll, I'll uh, tag you on linkedin when it, when it goes live and and, and I'll, I'll i'll tag uh, uh both uh, boom and skywatch uh great chatting with you today tony i really enjoyed the conversation thank you very much awesome thank you